0: This is Business Leaders Podcast and got Danette Gossett of Gossett Marketing. She's a highly respected marketer out of Southern Florida, and she and I have been friends for a long time. And so I thought we'd have it on. And I think what we're going to do is we're going to focus on the virtual business owner thoughts and or processes because it looks like more and more business is going to rotate toward the virtual office format while we're all in this pandemic condition. And, you know, it may be that we find that we really don't need bricks and mortar down the road. And if so, some of the thoughts and observations for the week. So, Danette, welcome.
1: Thank you. It's been an interesting week.
0: You know, we thought we would sort of structure this a little bit and talk about some of the observations from the week. You know, Danette had a case study as she was working with her folks that are all working virtual on gov.spend training. And then think of some of the things that going forward and then thinking about if whether it's Zoom or Microsoft Teams or GoToMeeting, how do you take and manage the use of your time and so you can maintain effectiveness and optimize the time that you're working? So Danette, what did you notice this week versus last week?
1: Well, I think you know, because we've been at home for so much longer now, even though things are starting to open up in some areas, so Southern Florida. Is a hot spot so we are not opening up anytime soon they're talking maybe june for us so we've got another month and i think for a lot of people the room started closing in a little bit on them this week the trials and tribulations of having their kids around them or their dogs or their spouse or a significant other you know around them all the time not that they don't love them desperately but being 24 7 is not what anyone signed up for to be sequestered with an individual or a whole family, or you know, for me, my dogs, and or the isolation. For me, I'm, I'm isolated. So um, it's just me and my dogs. So for me, it's, you know, okay, people, I want people, you know, type of thing. And so having more Zoom meetings has been a big part of it. Having my team wanting to spend more time with me, On the phone or on a Zoom has really ticked up this week. And so I found myself uh, losing my day sometimes. I wasn't managing them and my time as I normally do. And we're going to get back to that. And I think that a lot of companies are realizing now that this may go on for a long time where, you know, if you've got to have 50% less people in your office or, you know, more space between people, you may not have the space. So people are going to have to be working remotely for months, if not a year or more. You know, I think that some companies are going to do that. I did have a conversation with one company that they don't expect to have 100% people in their office for almost 18 months. And so the landscape of, of the work team is changing completely. You know, how do you make sure everyone feels a part of the team when they're in 50 locations? or even just five locations? You know, how do you make sure that everybody is on the same page, going for the same goals? How do you make sure that everyone is okay? Usually when they come in the, in the mornings, I can tell if someone's been having some issues or something's going on, you know, maybe at home. And, you know, sometimes you need to get that out in the open that they need something. When, you have, when you're working virtually, sometimes you can see that I set up a meeting this week and we had to change it. And, you know, one of my team said, you know, I can't make that time. At first I was like, what do you mean? You know, I sat at this meeting. What do you mean you can't make it? And she goes, well, that's when my son, because now he's at home, he's two and a half, gets up from his nap and, you know, he's real cranky then. And, you know, it'd be very disruptive because, you know, he's ready for his snack and he gets a little wild. So that's when I take my, you know, take a break. And I'm not in my office, I have my laptop, I'm, you know, working downstairs where, you know, we're getting him all situated because it would be disruptive to the meeting. I'm like, Oh, okay, I get that. That's fine. We'll record it. And then you you and I can talk about it later. But I think a lot of people are not necessarily feeling as if they can have that conversation, that they're possibly worried that they have to be that professional, buttoned up 100% person in front of their boss. All the time, and now's not the time to
0: be that way. We were talking about this before we started recording. What I'm starting to hear from business owners is some of their discussions and meetings with not only their customers, but their teams are more authentic. You know, you're going to meet the dog, you're going to meet the kids, you're going to take in, and you're invited into their home, like I'm invited into your home right now. Yes. And, you know, and you think about the connection, some of the things that I found somewhat interesting and maybe not too surprising is you feel a little more connected to some of these folks because the authenticity of what's going on in the conversation, you know, and and you look at somebody and you can tell something's off and, you know, you have a conversation with them later and they're worried about a senior. You know, I missed my mom's birthday. I've got a, an elderly parent that I can't see or haven't seen and I'm worried about them. You know, those kinds of things or You know, I married my spouse for better or worse. I just didn't marry him for lunch or sequestering, (laughs) (laughs) you know. So I think as business owners are adapting to this new virtual environment, remote work has been a feature of a couple of generations. Looks like we'll all get to enjoy and figure it out. One of the issues is how do you preserve and promote the culture of your company?
1: You know, how do you make sure that the teams feel that they're part of the team? And there are a lot of ways, I think, that you need to do that. One is the communication aspect, virtually communicating, in writing, communicating. As you say, make sure that they understand our mission hasn't changed. You know, we're here to help our clients in the best way that we can, in an ethical way to promote their brands, and we're here to do that every day. And that hasn't changed. It's just how we do it in some ways has changed.
0: Yeah, the needs of your clients haven't disappeared.
1: They haven't disappeared. So, you know, some of them aren't going to be doing anything for a long time because we do work with the cruise lines and you know that business is kind of uh, shut down for a while, but it will come back and we'll be here when it does. But I'm not used to my team being in their space all day long. I mean, they're usually out visiting clients. And so usually I have good blocks of time where I can get my work done. And so it, that's one of the things that I saw this week impact me because I allowed them to invade my my time, and you know I think it was the right thing to do this week because they really needed me this week. But next week will be different. Also, I've been very transparent with them. We did get a PPP loan, yay, This week, and you know I was very transparent before we got it with those that are salaried employees that. You know, if we didn't get it, there were going to be some some possible consequences, and so when we did get it, they were as excited about it as I was. But I was very transparent with them ahead of time that that was going to be an issue. I was talking to another company. Well, I actually had a I received an email yesterday from a company that I do business with that my account manager has now changed, and it was a very vague email. I was not happy about the way email was written and i reached out to my account manager separately and you know via linkedin and said are you okay and she was let go and she's like i now know that they told me they didn't work truthful to her when they let her go um and they replaced her with an, a junior employee you know so obviously and we understand the, the economics of it because i understand completely i'm a business owner so you know you have to make hard choices during these kinds of times but the way that the owner of the business communicated with me was very around about, you know, that now's the time we're making a great change for you. And, you know, this is going to be a great, you know, great opportunity for your, you as a client of ours. And I mean, I'm like, you know, you should have just said business is tough right now. We've had to let some people go. Your account manager was one of them, you know, but you're going to be taken care of. I'll be more involved now. Blah blah, blah. She didn't say that. She should have but we've got this other person who I know is very junior. So no, I don't feel as comfortable. I'm going to be as taken care of because I've been working with this other individual for like five years.
0: Well, you know, I think about that as two things. One, if your employees as a business owner may be thinking they're going to be the next person that might be let go, you know, and then if you're the business owner that had to take and downsize, how to properly communicate that you know, in a professional manner where you can say, we made some choices and this is why we did it. And I think what you would like to receive as a business owner, this is the same thing you should adopt to take and communicate with your clients. And then like for you with your employees being transparent says, yes, we did get the PPP. Yes, we're going to work hard. Yes, we don't. We have some of the pressure taken off the company because of that. But it's not a forever pressure relief.
1: Exactly. We're diversifying. I mean, this situation, I mean, I thought we were very diversified in our clients and we are, but we still took a huge hit because we have industries that are, you know, shut down, industries that I didn't think would be affected. I mean, we do a lot with the universities in this area. We have four universities that are clients and one of them has already told us they've gotten had a 75% budget cut, 75%. And it's not just their fiscal is over you know starts July first. At first it was I was thinking, oh, it's just for the remainder of the year, seventy five percent, I understand that. It. No, it's for next year too.
0: Yeah. And, so, then, and that's dealing with the uncertainty. You know, I think we talked about this before, VUCA. Volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity taught at yes. most of the military schools. And I think one of the tenets is you're gonna have to think about what you think, where you step back and you go, Okay, if things changed again, all right and be aware that changes It's going to be evolving, the situations that we're going to be in. And so you go, what's changed? What's the same? What can we do? You know, and how do we adapt? Because if you can't do the adapting portion, and then I think, you know, we were talking about the value of time. Like for me, I'm armed and dangerous from the time I arrive at the office till 830 or nine o'clock in the morning. And it's basically the time I get most done in my day. And so unless it's on fire or the, you know, the barbarians are at the gate, you know, that's a very structured period of time for me. And I don't have clients. I don't have people come in. I don't have any calls, all that kind of stuff. And so for a business owner, you know, if there's an effective period of time that you don't want to be on a Zoom call and you tell your staff, I need, this is my business planning timeframe, let them know. And just say, you know, it's not that I don't appreciate what you're doing. It's just, but save it until this time and we'll schedule it. And so I think you manage your time better.
1: Exactly. I mean, you know, I typically time block. I have a color-coded, time-blocked calendar, and they laugh at me sometimes. They look at my calendar, and it's, you know, these rainbows of colors, and and I do that so that I can see, you know, when I'm spending too much time on administrative, when I'm not spending enough time on business development, when I'm not spending enough time, you know, with clients or whatever. That's why I have it color-coded, so I know what I'm spending my time on at a glance. And, if I've got too much administrative time in there, I'm like, okay, what am I What am I not giving to my administrative person that sh- I should be? You know, it's a good tool for me, but, you know, at this week, and they know that usually, you know, I'm in the office early like you, I'm an early person, and I too don't like anybody to bother me before nine o'clock. And I had a call, you know, one of my people called me at you know, 835 this week uh, in the morning on I think it was wednesday or thursday and i'm like and i answered the phone probably shouldn't have but i was like okay maybe it's something really important and it wasn't and i said listen i can't deal with this right now i'm in the middle of something else she was taken aback and she's like but and i'm like this has to wait i have to finish what i'm doing i'm in the middle of it and i said i would call you i said i have a nine o'clock call after that i'll call you and she's like, oh, okay. And I said, yes, we have to schedule these things. You can't just come at me for just general questions about things.
0: And that's just framing, you know, and for the employees and the folks as well, being aware of everybody's time. And I think the fact that we're available pretty much all the time now with, you know, virtual office and you're at home and in Zoom, I think you can take and manage your time and just frame it properly with the employees. It says, it's not that I don't want to talk to you. I said, but we're, you know, it says, the more effective I am, the more secure your job is. Exactly. (laughs) You know, and you just kind of look at it as it flows down from there. And then one of the things we talked about is if you get the same question and you think it's something that the team needs to hear, then just hey, hang on a second, ask me the question again, I'll put it on record. And then you can share the Zoom video out to people and say, this is something, you know, view it at your convenience. But I think it's important. I was listening to a podcast the other day. And if I can find it, it's a shameless plug for these guys. It's called the Virtual Advisor Series from Elite Advisors Blueprint. And they were interviewing a company that did, they've been running virtual now for over a decade and they've got a thousand employees. And they were talking about how they took and promoted their culture. They have call, I think it's on every Monday. And on the call, the rules of the call is no one can be muted. No one can turn off the video. And if somebody is muted or off and just say in the meeting, hey, we're waiting for good old Bob over there. Bob's still muted and doesn't have his video on. So we won't start the meeting until they do that. And pretty soon they catch on and said what they found is in pushing the culture, reminding them what's important, maybe a good story from the week where it really illustrates the culture and how you've helped your clients, which reinforces that. And said, if everybody's on all the time, then it doesn't stifle a response if somebody has an idea.
1: Right. You know, I think during this time, especially, you know, in a call like that, celebrating the successes that mm -hmm. people are having. I mean, there's so much gloom and doom right now. And, you know, it's like, oh, my God. You know, we were talking about this. You know, it's like the first week was like, what is this? The second week was like, oh, my God, we're all going to die. And then it was like, okay, I'm over this. But now, you know, this is a long-term situation. And if we're not celebrating the successes we have, even if they're small success, I'm in a mastermind group, as you know, and we talk now every week, we didn't, we used to talk every other week. But during this time, we felt, okay, we need to talk every week. And we still start with our wins for the week, who has a win this week, what was it so that we can all say, hey, that's fantastic. And recognize that, okay, I can have one of those wins, if they got a win, I could have a win. And what happened this week? What did you do differently than you did last week to help you get that win? So if you have a group of people or peers, I think we've talked about this before, you know, maybe that's something that you do. I mean, one of my, my group yesterday, she indicated something. and I'm like, ooh, that's an interesting idea. Can you send me what you did? And she's like, yeah. And so, she actually, she says, I'll send it out to everybody, and I'm going to take a look at it now and go, okay, maybe this is something I can implement so that I can have a win next week. And we challenge each other.
0: you know. It's I mean, like, and it's, you know, get the community of folks together, you know, and you do those kind of things. And so, you know, as you look at your week, there was a study recently that came out on how much Zoom, you know, you feel more fatigued after our series of Zoom calls. Oh, and it's, yeah. And, you know, and there's there's a whole psychological study as to why that is and just going, well, it's not something that's odd. Uh, yes, it, it's more stressful because you're on and they're in your house. And I mean, you look at yourself and you go, really, I look that way and I have this kind of, you know, motion and whatnot. So, you know, I think if we're wrong and let's say this is a short-term problem, and it's not long-term, then good for all of us. You know, yes. but I wouldn't want to bet my business that it's going to be exactly the same. And so I think being adaptable, And thinking about can I operate virtually, you know, and how do my employees feel about that? And do I, you know, can I communicate to the folks that are on the team that we care about them? We're worried about their health. We're worried about their families. We're doing this to take care of them as well as our clients. We're worried about our clients, so we take care of them as well by doing this, you know, virtually until we kind of get herd immunity going, you know, and that kind of thing. So, yeah. You know, worst case scenario, this this goes on for a long time and we learn to adapt. Best case scenario, it doesn't go on for a long time and we still learn a new tool and adapt it.
1: Exactly. And, and, and I think that the scenario of the person that you know, people have been laid off, they've been furloughed or they've been laid off. And how when we do get back to work and they get to come back or they don't come back, what's the landscape going to look like? Maybe I have 50% of my people on a company, a larger company. Maybe I've got 50% of my people in the office and 50% of my people working remotely or maybe it's thirty percent of my staff is back in the office and forty percent are working remotely and we've lost thirty percent of our staff. So how does everybody in the office and working virtually feel like they're with a company they want to support and be loyal to? How do we make that, you know, does everybody get a t shirt that says, you know, team one or something like that and on our next Zoom call everybody's in their t shirt and, you know, or they're taking videos or images of themselves and posting it on the company virtual board so that we all, you know, doing something in their t-shirt or do we have something that's um, at everybody's desk when they get back? But how do we make people feel as if that they're still loved as part of the team? I mean, because that's going to be important. Right now, everybody's in the panic mode and working along, but eventually they're going to come to the reality that, well, Bob that used to sit next to me is not coming back. So who's doing Bob's job? I am, and I'm not getting paid more for it, but I have to be grateful because I got to keep my job. And after a while, that's kind of tough. It's like, okay, I'm doing my job, Bob's job, and maybe I'm doing Susie's job too, and I'm still getting paid the same, I'm stressed out, and I have to come into the office every day, but Mary over there gets to stay working at home, and maybe she's also doing a couple of people's jobs, but. I'm not as connected.
0: Yeah. I think you just be aware and you look at him go, this isn't going to last forever. We'll right size the business for what we've got yes. going on, you know, and advice to my children is just make yourself invaluable. This is because if you're invaluable, you'll be the last person that leaves. And if you haven't started making yourself invaluable, best time to start is today. I had know. a friend
1: of mine yesterday that she called me and um, she sent me, Yeah, she called me first and then she sent me an email and I was like, where are you? Cause she'd been working at home. And she goes, I've come back, I'm back in the office. I started on Wednesday back in the office. I'm like, oh really? Because initially she was very concerned. She has asthma. So she was very concerned about being in the office and they had cut it down. She's like, well, you know, out of sight, out of mind. And even though I was doing a lot of Zoom meetings and training, she's in charge of training. She goes, I just all of a sudden felt very concerned that I was out of sight and even though i'm in my office and everybody's in their office with the doors closed i mean you know, we had a meeting with the boss today and my office was my background because i was in my office and you know i told my boss i was going i was coming in and she goes you know our cases are going down i felt more i personally felt more comfortable coming in it's not that they were forcing her to come into the office but she was worried that okay Things are shifting. I don't want to be part of that shift out the door.
0: Well, you know, and and a simple thing too is let's say you don't have that option and you do have a health problem where you can't come in. Right. Take and say, you know, talk to your person you report to and say, I'm concerned about this. How do I communicate with you, you know, accomplishment of tasks and get a format, make the format for everybody and said once a week, once a period of time, whatever it is, I want to communicate success on target and, you know, whether I'm I'm getting the job done. And so just have them send that in a proactive manner. And you could even attach a quick video. Hey, you know, this week I did the following things. Here's the challenge. Here's the delay. Here's the problem I'd have. I'd like to schedule time with you. Then, you know, you as the business owner could say, hey, the problem you're talking about is a similar problem everybody else is having. Great. We'll bring it up on the monthly call on Monday or Friday or whatever it is. And we'll talk about it then. Thanks for bringing my attention. And so you're not tooting your horn. You're just keeping everybody in the loop, which shifting gears a little bit, we want a bit of a case study because you started rolling out gov.spend. It's
1: actually (laughs) govspend.com.
0: Govspend.com. Govspend.com.
1: And govspend, I mean, one of the things in this time, I'm not stopping looking for new business. And there are a lot of different resources. I've actually looked at several different databases over the last week or several weeks. But we signed a contract last week with govspend.com. It's a, a great, I think for me, a great tool. It it has all the spending and I get nothing for this. I just, you know, I found it very fascinating. They reached out to me years ago and I always just said, no, 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 no. But it actually has everything, universities that are, anything that's public that gets, that spends government money is on there and you can drill down so that you can find buyers for different, whatever they're buying, different products. And so I felt it was, I needed to look at a, you know, uh, some different ways for us to increase our sales, not only with our existing customers, but, you know, find new ones. And we have gone in, or some of the, you know, we have the myfloridaenterprise.com or whatever. We have we have a bunch of different government entities where you can go in for bids and things like that. But you know, sometimes you know you lose and you don't know why. This will give us some tools to understand why. I mean you know, we'll be able to see who won the bid and how much they bid for, you know, so was it did I lose it and because you know we were too high? or whoever bid was way too low, because sometimes you don't want every bit piece of business. I mean, I was talking to one of my people yesterday, and she's like, well, you know, they're doing that at a 20% margin. I said, yeah, but our overheads, we'd lose money. That product, for what you were talking about, that is way too of a low of a margin. I said, we can't compete on that. So we don't want that business. So GovSpend, we had training on it on Monday. The, the company offers, you know, individual training, group training. We had a group training on Monday and then she got on it on Tuesday and was having problems. And so she called me and she's like, can you walk me through it again? And I said, no. I said, you can do the training again. I said, do it individually so that you get your, the answers that you want. I said, it's very simple. Here's the link. You tell them what day you want to do your training. It will give you the times that are available. You yeah, pick one and off you go. And the person comes on with you and goes through, I mean, you can't see them, but you, they'll go through, you can ask questions and all that. And she did it reluctantly. She even included me in her invite, because she wanted me on that call. And I refused to get on the call, because she could do it. And she did. And she's like, this is great. I've gotten so much out of it. And I'm like, great. This is, that's why you needed to do it on your own. You didn't need me there holding your hand or asking questions. So we're using this time to not only work with our existing clients, but as I said, you know, we have a number of industries within our portfolio that I don't expect back for at least a year. So we've got to come up with people that will spend money with us over the next year and hopefully beyond so that when our other clients do come back, we're bigger and stronger than, than ever. And you know, if people think about this time in that framework instead of some of the woe is me that I've been hearing from people, I think that they'll come out on the other side a lot stronger.
0: I think about just the training. This is a different environment. And so there'll be times where there'll be a new technology or a new tool that we have to do. And my favorite analogy is if you're going to teach somebody to shoot, you can't shoot for them. At some point, you give them the principles, then they have to shoot and reflect and adjust and to learn to shoot. And so in the business environment, you know, like for you, you could have on the training that you had, whether it's recorded from the stuff you were saying, or there was a link from the provider, the folks that are on the team learning this stuff, you know, I think it's a really good case study on, we did it once, you needed to go do it again, go do it on your own this time, because you didn't get what you needed when it was done in the group, go at your own pace, answer your questions, and then confidence comes from execution. And so, you know, now she could say, you know, if I can learn that. I can learn something else and go do. Exactly. You know, it,
1: it was amazing. She sent me a spreadsheet that she put together from the data. You know, she's like, "Oh yeah, I copied this. I did this. You know, now and I've got tabs down the bottom, so we can add. I can drill down. You know, da that. And she was all of a sudden, she was just the queen of getting this done. And I was very proud and very happy because she felt very confident now about this is going to be a great tool for me. And since I'm spending money on it, I mean, I did it because I felt it would be a great tool. But now this is validation, one, for the amount of money I'm spending, but two, validation that they can actually get the, you know, she'll get a lot out of it. And she already has.
0: You know, shifting gears a little bit, we try not to make these episodes too long because right. Danette and I can talk all day. <laughs> but, you know, and going forward, you know, I would start looking at my week and go, you know what, this is the new normal. I think I would take and go, how do I take and manage my time? Because it may have gone from a sprint to a marathon. And so you're going, okay, how do I maintain the machine, which is me in the mirror in the morning? How do I frame my day so I still have control of my calendar? Taking care of the customers, understanding your employees. You know, if they look like they're a little bit off, something's up, they're not, you know, something's wrong. Set up a separate time during the week, reach out to them, go tell me about what's going on. Is your family okay? Are you okay? What about your parents? I mean, there's something up.
1: There's something up.
0: You know, and it's funny, character, I think, is demonstrated in tough times. Everybody can have character in a good time, but you reach out and and I think folks will never forget how they were treated by the folks, their peers and their employers and their clients and so on in this time.
1: Totally agree. If we're not showing to our people, anybody that's in our circle right now, that we care and that we're here and that we are empathetic to all their needs I mean we were talking earlier about you know you see my dogs you know and I had someone that that said yeah my dogs you know only bark when I'm on a zoom call or you know my kid loves to come in and get in my lap when I'm on a zoom call even though I have the door closed and they know if the door's closed but you know sometimes you have no control over and people have to be more sympathetic to that. I had one person, we were a group of us were on a Zoom call and one of my employees like, I couldn't believe it. The guy had his kid on his lap and I'm like, what's wrong with that?
0: It's authentic work. <laughs> it's authentic stuff. And I think, you know, being understanding and going I get it, I mean oh in just recognizing that they do have life outside of work and where they're working is where they live, you know, and basically having some level of understanding and teamwork, we'll get together and, and empathize with them and go, let's move on. And that's okay. And cool. And, you know, you'll know the name of their dog and you'll know the name of their children. And in any case, you know, I think all of that part. And so, you know, as we go towards the new normal and reestablishing, if your culture has been been interrupted, reestablish your culture set the boundaries, set the discipline, tell people what you want them to do, not how to do it and see how that works. If you don't know if they're accomplishing it, set a framework so they can reply back to you and say, this is what I've accomplished. And these are the problems I have. Setting up an FAQ if you need to, where if they keep asking the same questions all the time, video the answers so they can go get them there. There was actually something that I have not done yet that you can actually live stream a Zoom call to your Facebook groups. And I'm thinking if you were talking to somebody and you have a series of clients that that might be beneficial to you could take and live stream a call to your group and repurpose the effort and so that might be a way to take and continue to magnify the effort that you've got going on so danette we talked about some stuff what did i miss that we wanted to talk about today
1: i don't think we, we missed anything i mean we really wanted to talk about virtual business environment and teamwork and how you keep your team motivated and happy and feeling a part of a team in a remote workforce. So I I think we hit on a good number of things that will help companies do that and help employees feel that they are indeed loved by their employers and might want to give them the loyalty back. And if not, maybe, you know, they need to, as the environment shifts at some point in time, you know, maybe they need to talk to their boss about, you know, hey, I do want to be one of the people back in the office, or you know, I mean, it's that transparency aspect. So, I, I think we really have hit on some, some points that people will be able to grasp onto and go, Hey, I hadn't thought about that. So, at least I hope we have.
0: Real quick for the folks that aren't aware of the tools, you know, there's Zoom, there's Microsoft Teams, go to webinar, there's go to meeting those types of things.
1: Freeconferencecall.com. You know,
0: so there's those things. There's Symphony. there's Slack, you know, of course, the Microsoft Teams where you can do that kind of work. There's auto schedulers like Calendly where you can do, you know, scheduling if people want to take in, you can carve out time to have those conversations. So, you know, I didn't want to belabor the tools too much because we've talked about some of those before. But if you're new to this podcast, those are kind of things I'd look at. So with that being said, Danette, It's another week behind us and uh, getting good things done.
1: Getting good things done. That's what we're here for.
0: All right. So I wish everyone success with their new virtual business office and ownership. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Danette.
1: Thank you.